Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. Welcome back to Anchored In Always. I am so excited about today's episode. I have my second guest on the show for today, and it is just a wonderful friend of mine, Megan Evans, um, who I met here in Tennessee when we moved here, shortly after we moved here. Um, I had been looking for a Moms in Prayer group when we moved here from Michigan, and um, hers came up, and it met at her house. We met once a week over the entire school year and with a a couple other sweet ladies, and we were able to just pray over our children and over the schools and the community, and that's how we got to know each other, and she was just just a warm spirit, like a just so comforting to me as a new um, woman moving into this area, into a new state. And um, so she was just such a blessing. And then recently I found we've stayed connected over the years. And recently um, I found out that she was writing a blog and she has a blog out there, a website um, that I will share in the show notes and give you a little bit more information about later in the show, but, um, I started get receiving her monthly newsletter with her blog uh, newest releases to her blog. And it is amazing. And it's speaking directly to my heart on up on area in my own life that I struggle with. Um, and that is busyness and just a hustle type mentality that leaves me very exhausted and drained and never feeling like I'm enough. And she speaks a lot into that in her blog. And so I wanted to have her on the show so that she could kind of share some of that with you all today and bless you as she's blessed me. So before we get started, um, I was just going to have Megan introduce herself and just share just a little bit about her first. So welcome to the show, Megan. Hi, Katie. Thank you for having me. Um, it has been exciting adventure for sure to, to start um, writing, but it's also been just a wonderful outlet and growing experience in my walk with the Lord. Um, I'm thankful for our friendship and it has been a wonderful example of how prayer truly brings um, women together and strengthens them mm-hmm. um, wherever we are, you know, with all of our different things going on. We were all in different seasons for sure and different ages, kids and different things, but um, we had that common bond and it became really strong. So that's really neat that here we are a few years later. I know. <laughs> all new and different things. Amazing. Awesome. Awesome. So um, Megan, just Megan, tell us just a little bit about yourself um, uh, so the listener can hear like about your family and uh, where you're, you're from and just a little bit more information about you. Absolutely. So my husband, Andrew, and I live here um, in Clarksville, and we moved here from Germany. We've been here about eight years. Um, I currently serve as a women's ministry director um, at Living Hope and love that. I found that I really, truly love working um, with women and just walking through uh, life with them. Um, I love being a mother with three teenage kiddos um, and find that when I'm you know, not 
hanging out with family or hanging out with women. I just, I love writing. And so that has been a wonderful outlet for me um, and a neat piece of my walk with the Lord. Okay. So that's awesome. Megan, um, what I wanted to ask you was, so the Unhurry My Heart blog, where, um, let's start with where, where did you come up with that title? Um, What, what led you to start the blog and in that direction and, and head in that direction of Unhurry My Heart? Yeah, so I think I was really just feeling rushed, Um, but there was more than just emptying my plate. There was just kind of that underlying, always on the move. Um, You know, I found myself wanting to spend time with God, but I felt like I could just never get there. And I really had no excuse. I mean, I know there's 24 hours in a day, but my brain was just always on auto drive. Um, And when you think about the word hurry, you know, it, um, it, it speaks of just constant activity. It's always on the move. It's always on the go. And, um, but I knew that even if I was to completely still, my brain was going to go 90 miles an hour. And so I knew there was something that had to change. Um, and it just felt like it was too much. I mean, it was just too many things I was trying to be too many things I was trying to do. And I just kind of felt like I was caught in this race. I couldn't get out of, um, and so it kind of just led me to think of like, well, I just absolutely want the opposite of that. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to have to learn how to undo that. And almost like you would untie a shoe, I was going to have to do some work to undo what I had been doing for so long. And so unhurry in itself is not necessarily a word in the dictionary. But when we think of un, that prefix, it just kind of talks about um, doing the opposite, taking it off, removing it. And so then I kind of just dug in the word and, and, you know, ask God, like, how do I do this? And so truly just met him in that place of help, (laughs) but that's where unhurry my heart truly became a prayer. Please unhurry my heart. Mm. I could not love that more, honestly, because when you said you, we can be completely still physically, but still our minds can keep going and going. And that is that is me. Like, even when I try to intentionally like, okay, I'm going to rest. And I sit down. It's like, I start thinking about all the things that I should be doing or could be doing. Um, or if I'm just going to sit here, maybe I should plan out my week or plan out, you know, um, the next year of my life. I'm just such a busy body and a planner and a thinker and a visionary, which aren't bad things in and of themselves but I do have a hard time. So like you said, it's almost a habit, um, that I would need to learn how to undo. Um, and so I love that concept of unhurry and then really focusing more on the inside, not just our actions, but our thoughts and, and, you know, who we are inside, just being at peace and at rest with who God made us to be. Um, because I think so many of us women, especially just never feel like we're enough you know, like we have to constantly go, go, go and do more in order to be validated. Um, and we don't need to, according to, you know, God's word. So I absolutely love that. Um, uh, what I was going to ask you after was how have you felt like you've grown personally, um, just as you've been writing and doing this blog and really researching this, um, concept of unhurrying your heart, how have you grown and where do you find yourself still struggling a little bit being able to do that? So the interesting thing about writing is definitely, um, part of just internalizing what is going on, you know, on the inside. So the writing has been a good outlet. I think that 
that speaks highly of journaling or things like that, that help us to kind of collect those thoughts and gives our brain a permission to set it aside. It's not gone. It's right there if we need it, but we can let it rest. Um, and also just pouring into the word. I think just learning that God, um, didn't want to be a checklist, you know, that Bible reading was not something I should do. It was literally my lifeline. And so learning that there was goodness in here, for, uh, for my good really changed my outlook on spending time in the word. It really became something I longed for. Um, and interestingly, when we ask God, you know, to teach us how to read the, his word or, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to do that. Please show me how it just becomes such a simple, honest prayer that we are praying God's will. He wants us in his word. And so, of course, those prayers are answered and he's so faithful to show us. So I definitely feel like um, writing was an outlet, um, but it also put me in the word. So God used both of those things to come together and truly um, bring forth this blog. Yes. Yes. That is great. Um, that is one thing my, um, I mentioned earlier about my therapist. So she is also in, in addition to mindfulness, helping me try to focus on being more present. Journaling was another exercise that she really recommended to help me with that. And I think exactly what you said, I think that helps me feel like if I put it down here, I can set it aside. I can set it aside because I know I've written it down. I'm not going to forget it. And maybe that's a worry that I have where I feel like I have to constantly room, ruminate over things in my mind. But if I journal and write them down, I can set them aside and not stress about it. So I, I love that. And journaling has been very, very helpful for me as well. Also, um, so where have you found like, um, that you might struggle, um, still with, with this concept of being able to do this? Are there areas that you find yourself still having a little bit of a hard time? Absolutely. I think it's a daily struggle. You know, I still, I think we are, we're in this world, but we don't have to be of it, but we still are in it. And so that's a daily struggle of, well, I have a choice here. You know, I, I can I can kind of step away and, you know, meet with the Lord, or I can try to multitask everything. And one thing I have realized is stillness does not multitask very well. Mm. <laughs> I think that our heart just craves it. And so, you know, we can be creative on how we find stillness. I think, you know, can you find time with the Lord amongst a floor full of Legos and children laughing? Absolutely. You know, can you bow down on your bathroom mat right before you get in the shower for a quick, you know, 30 seconds talking with God. Absolutely. You know, we can sit in our car and choose to turn the music off and sit in silence and just think about, you know, all of the good things we know about God. And, um, I love to just stick like a verse on my dashboard and just, you know, read that and pray that. And, um, sometimes I just, I can sneak extra little minutes into the day with the Lord. And I think that comes with just that conversation we're called to of just, um, praying without ceasing that kind of seemed unattainable. But if we think about it as relationship, which truly we are in, um, with God, then it is just an ongoing conversation. So yes, there is, um, you know, I think we are truly hydrated and filled when we spend quality time with the Lord and carve that out first and foremost in our day, but it's not the last time we have to speak to him. So, um, I think looking at our day in that respect also helps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I agree. Um, I, I think sometimes we do get caught up in that 
we have to set aside this this one special time and we have to be completely undistracted the whole time. And yes, that's great if we can do that, but it's not always practical or ideal for a lot of women, um, depending on what season of life they're in, especially with, like you said, small children or certain seasons of our life. And so just being able to find those small little moments, like quick moments, even if they're just quick to just be still and hear from the Lord or just to say a quick prayer. Um, and I think that is, that's all he's craving from us is he doesn't need me to do more for him. He wants to be with me. He wants me to want to be with him. Um, he wants relationship with us. And so just finding those, those moments throughout each day that we can just have a minute with the Lord, um, and be poured into and be filled up. And so, yes. Um, so what are some, uh, scripture that God laid on your heart as you were, you know, writing your blog and, and, you know, doing your, um, your, I can't, I want to say episodes, but that's what I do. Um, writing your, your entries for your blog and stuff. What are some verses that he laid on your heart? Absolutely. Um, one, one thing I love in particular are the Psalms. And for me, um, immediately I can see a character of God. I can also see humanity in as the psalmist cries out and it's very honest and really just God, this stinks or, you know, how could you let this happen or all of this? But one thing that is very common or a common thread in all the Psalms is it comes right back to God and his faithfulness. And so I find that I write a lot uh, or at least include Psalms. Um, and then just other, you know, parts of the Bible that I'm studying, um, will usually give me a focus, but one in particular that I wanted to share today was just the very first Psalm, um, that really talks about, you know, when we do what God says and, and we're just, we're following him instead of the world, uh, verse two mentions that we can delight in the law of the Lord. And I think that gives us that opportunity to look at God, not just as a rule, you know, with a ruler and that he's going to smack us over the hand, but he knows what's best for us. And so when we choose to, to do his best, we are going to see fruitfulness. And so, um, that verse two, it mentions meditating on, on day and night. And there it was again, just that whole day, you know, it's important. We need those times with him, um, large and small time. And then verse three is what I love. Um, this is Psalm one, verse three, they are like trees planted along the riverbank bearing fruit in each season. And that's in the new living translation. But if you think about a season, seasons are always changing and there's always kind of an extreme in that season. There's always kind of a baseline. And then um, there's always the newness that comes with those seasons. And so you think about, you know, like a, the most barren time of winter. Well, then it leads to this really fruitful time of spring. Um, you think of, you know, this incredible harvest that comes in the fall, but that's just followed a really scorching period of time in the summer. And so you just think there's always hope around the corner. Um, and then it kind of bumps into what Ecclesiastes 3 one says, which is that there's a time for everything under the sun, but important to remember um, we're not called to do everything under the sun in that yes. time. And so we have to learn to balance that. And I think that's just where we're walking with the Lord in step with him. I think learning his pace is so important, um, really helps us have a perspective in the season that we're in. 
Yes, yes. Um, I I absolutely love that whole concept of really just thinking about being rooted and grounded um, and that he's, you know, we're, we're getting our nourishment, our strength from from being planted near near him. And, and 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 how we do that is by immersing ourselves in his word every day, like you said, and and then having those conversations with him throughout the day to stay connected um, so that he can pour into us um, and we can bear fruit um, and we're, we can survive those different seasons of our life, the scorching and the, the wind and the cold and the harsh season so that we can enjoy the seasons of harvest and rest and um and I think, you know, that speaks really uh, to my heart as well, because um, I just I just struggle with rest. I just struggle with slowing down. Um, I feel like I need to be constantly doing something productive and bearing fruit all the time. But I forget that I have to allow um, that fruit to grow before I can before it can be you know good for the plucking so to speak you know and so if I'm constantly trying to bear fruit that's not there um, that's going to leave me depleted and um, and that's kind of what I found myself in in different seasons of my life is just feeling depleted um, and empty and yet still just searching and wanting more of of a deeper relationship with Christ wanting to be filled up by him but Instead, I would be filling it up with other things that are good things, but that weren't nourishing like he was. Um, and so I, I knew that I needed more of him, but I was um, unfortunately allowing myself to be filled up with too many other things, too much on my plate. And I think I read in a Lisa Turker's book one time where she said um, a yes to one thing is a no to, you know, something else. And so I don't, you know, know how many times I've said yes to things that I thought were good, that then I was actually saying no to something that God had that was better for me. Um, and so I want his best, you know, I'm in a season after coming out of a really um, hard season and still in that season of grieving um, that now I, I, I am hungry and I'm ready for um, some goodness, you know, some joy, some fruit um, from the hardships that we've endured. Um, and I know that that God has those for us. And um, so I know that I need to be in relationship and walking with him in order to really um, bear the fruit, the kingdom fruit, not just temporary fruit um, that we, we get here, but the kingdom lasting eternal fruit is what I want to bear in my life. So, um, I love those scriptures. Thank you for sharing those with us. Um, so what would you say to the woman feeling exhausted and overwhelmed? Um, what are some takeaways or some steps that she could take to unhurry her heart today? I would definitely tell this woman just to meet God right where you are, that it's completely fine to meet God in your leftovers. Um, because I think that is also a very pure place where we have, everything has been stripped away and you're ready to change. And so, um, you know, if you picture coming to someone with an empty cup and, and ready to pour that cup full, you know, it, it's ready. And so, um, the Lord tells us to come, you know, in fact, he tells us, you know, it's not, after you've done all these things, I've died for you, you know, right? <laughs> it's, it's wild. Um, and so we have to think that, um, it's good to give ourselves permission for grace, mm. uh, come to him right where we are and meet him in our leftovers. I think I would also tell that woman, um, 
to go straight to the word. It's not just one of those answers where you think, oh, well, you just need Jesus. But we really do. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing it's ministries allowed me to see is, you know, that, that there are people who come to me and, and they'll say, I just, I need help, you know, and, and I'll, I'll certainly make time for them. And, you know, but then I'll find out, well, they're not available or, you know, they can't meet anymore. There's just no time or, you know, and I'll think, well, but didn't you want to have help? (laughs) But I think sometimes that's like, I I do the same thing with the Lord and, you know, I I want the problem gone. I don't necessarily want to um, work through the problem. And and that's just, our world is such a hurried world. We want it instant. We want it now. Um, But just, you know, kind of like that riverbank. I mean, we have to draw in his living water. It has to come into our roots and up our system Mm -hmm. so that our mind and our heart can, can be nourished and live in that grace and his peace um, just surpasses all of our understanding. And so those things that we turn to from the world are just not ever going to fill us. And so it does become a choice. We can make time for what we truly want. And so if we want stillness and peace and we are tired of that hurried rushed pace of chasing after things that really he didn't intend for us to do or be, um, then we're going to have to unhurry. We're going to have to learn his rhythm and his pace instead. And, you know, we see throughout the Bible that Jesus stepped away and he met with the Lord. Um, and sometimes it was really early in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had to get creative, you know, where, where those times are of stillness. That's just God and myself, you know, and, and that's just that sweet peace that like, can you believe that the creator of all the universe wants little old me, you know, and you to sit with him. Um, so I would tell that woman, like you were that special. He is, he wants to spend time with you. Yes. Ragged, weary, broken. That's where he wishes all of us to meet him. So it's not too late. You're in the right place at the right time. The takeaways too, that I got from what you were saying was, um, if, if, someone is new to reading their Bible, maybe start in in Psalms, start reading in Psalms and then journaling, writing your thoughts down um, to begin to kind of unhurry your heart, just reading through God's word and starting in in maybe the Psalms and then writing some things down um, and then just talking to him, you know, more throughout the day. Those would be some great takeaways from, you know, what I've heard you say as well. And then make sure you definitely check out Megan's um, blog, it's at uh, unhurrymyheart.com. And I will put that link in the show notes too, so that y'all can um, check that out. But if you had any other closing thoughts and then just close us with prayer. Absolutely. So when the last closing thought I would leave is just to remind all of us that our greatest role in, in this life is to live as a child of God. And so that should just immediately let our shoulders fall and just think, oh, okay, <laughs> if that's all we're really called to be, we can do that. Um, we can rest in that. Um, and just three things I would remind every weary woman would be that God's word is our hydration. Prayer is our conversation and God's power is our execution. Mm. And so through those three things, we are going to live as a child of God and we're going to enjoy our relationship. Just, um, I'll just close us in prayer and thank you so much for having me, Katie. Thank you. Father God, God, I just pray for these women. We just come to you today, um, with this just unique opportunity through a podcast and just, um, 
meet with these women right where we are, Lord. And um, none of us have it all together, but Lord, you you meet us right there in our brokenness. And um, you love that, that heart that comes to you uh, with a whole heart. And so we do just pray that you would nourish us today. Um, Lord, I just pray over that woman who might be listening, who just feels like they're done. They've run out of steam. Um, there's just nothing left in them. And Lord, they might be crying out, who am I? Like, who do you want me to be, Lord? There's just too many options that the world is trying to tell me to be. And Lord, you just give us such a simple answer. Just be mine is what you tell us. And so, um, Father God, I just pray over that woman today that you would nourish her, Lord, lift her up, um, and just fill her with your Holy Spirit today, Father. We just um, thank you for your love. Thank you for loving us and, and for your grace and mercy. It's just unending and fresh each new day, Lord. And all these things we ask Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, friend, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored In Always. I will put the group link in the show notes. You can also email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help me spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Another way you can do this is to take a quick minute and subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.